Good morning, a good night of Shabbos. There are two reasons brought down that I know of why we say Baruch Shem Kvayd Malchusay La'ilam Vayd silently. One is famous and one is not so famous. The more famous one is the Medrash in this week's parsha that when the Yaakov Avinu is on his deathbed, so the Shvatim come in, Yaakov Avinu is about to be in the gal of the case, and what happens? He forgets it. He doesn't. It's Nelamimenu. Didn't forget. Hashem hid. It was hidden from him. The cates of Mashiach. Yaakov Avinu was going to tell the Shvatim when Mashiach was going to come, and that was hidden. Hashem hid it from him, and he wasn't able to tell it to them. And he got worried. Maybe is a problem with one of the Shvatim. Maybe one of them are not on the Madrega, and that's why Hashem hid it from me. So what does he do? He stops, and they guarantee him, they say, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Alekeinu, Hashem Echad, we're all on the same team, we all, we believe in Hashem, we believe in the Achtas Hashem. Yaakov Inu responds, Baruch Shem Kivayit Malchusay, La'ilam Vayit, that's his response, Baruch, basically, Baruch Shem Kivayit Malchusay is Baruch Hashem, that that's the way it is, that the name of Hashem should be blessed forever and ever. If the Shvatim are Makabal O'Machus Shemayim, which is what Shema is, Kabbalah's O'Machus Shemayim, what is Kabbalah's O'Machus Shemayim? It means, we are Makabal, to do what Hashem says. With the words, We are going to serve Hashem with all we've got. That's another way of saying it. With everything we have, we are going to figure out how to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That is Kabbalah Shemaim. That is probably the most important thing you will ever say in your life. Because that is a, what changes your life. The Rambam says it's the first thing, one of the first things you whisper into your child's ear when he's born. Blessed Hashem, you'll all be around. You all have children, you should whisper those words into your child's ear. First thing he should hear. And, there are, and brought down an halacha. That's the last thing a person should say when they exit this world. Shema Yisrael Hashem Hashem Now, and everything in between. So this was something that Yaakov, this was extremely important. What happened? So the, the Gemara brings down a psachet. Do we say it? The problem is, if you look in the Psukim in Vo'etzchanon, at the end of the Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu, when he says the words, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elkeinu Hashem Echad, he doesn't say Baruch Shem Kveit Malchusay. He doesn't say those words. He goes straight to Vahavtei Hashem Elkechad. So the Gemara says, what do we do? Do we say it? Do we not say it? We have to say it, because Yaakov Avinu said it. But we can't say it, because Moshe didn't say it. So we have a compromise. We say it silent. That's one shot. Another shot brought down in the Medrash, Moshe Rabbeinu, when he went up to Shemayim, he heard the Malachim singing the words, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Baruch Shein Kavayit Malchus So Moshe Rabbeinu comes down, and he teaches Klal Yisrael these magic words, the Shira of the Malachim, is actually brought down, this is what it says, the Malachim have six wings, interesting, interesting fact, Malachim have six wings, Baruch Shein Kavayit Malchus that's what it says on the, Mal- on the Malachim's wings. Anyway, Moshe Rabbeinu tells Klaus, but don't say it out loud, because if, if you steal something, he said, I stole this, this tefillah from the Malachim. It's a stolen tefillah. It's a stolen shira. So don't say it out loud, because I don't want to get it, you know, if a guy that brings out the marshal, a person would steal something, it's not so smart to show it off, because then people will find out about it. So whatever that means, Moshe Rabbeinu said, let's keep it quiet. But either way, it bothers me. Why is it not written in the Torah? It's so crucial, so important, so why isn't it written down? Kasha always bothered me. And another Kasha that bothered me, this is a very simple question, Shema Yisrael. 
Are you allowed to say your father's name? I will say your father's name. It's a famous kasha brought down. The Shvatim are saying, Shema Yisrael. Who's Yisrael? Yaakov is Yisrael. That's his name. They're talking to him. Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. You're not allowed to say Hashem. You're not allowed to say your father's name. You're not allowed to say your... So I heard a bunch of Turutu that I never liked on this, on this question. And this morning, I heard a terrorist that I actually liked. And it answers other things. Which I'll just quickly tell it to you, hopefully. Because I want to show you some, another important video that I saw this morning. I heard this morning, the Yerushalmi brings down the same medrash of Yaakov, you know, like the Gemara Sachem. And the Yerushalmi says, Shema Yisrael Avuchai, or Avuna. I forgot exactly the Lashon. That they did say it. The Yerushalmi brings down, they said, Shema Yisrael, listen, our father Yisrael. They talk said it. That's the best terrorist I ever heard. I heard that this morning. So that's Viter. Why, didn't, why isn't it brought down? That's Viter, Teresh Shabal Peh. And I think it's crucial. The reason why it's not written in Torah Shabbat is because Moshe Rabbeinu is telling us within our Kabbalah Omachu Shemayim, we have to put in Torah Shabbat and Torah Shabbat We have to have both. Shemayim souls written the Torah, and Baruch Hashem, we only know because Moshe Rabbeinu told it to us. That's it. He never wrote it down. It's Bedafka not written down because that is a part and parcel of what Kabbalah Omachu Shemayim is. Part of Kabbalah Zomar Shemaim is Teresh Shebechsaf, and there's another part of Kabbalah Zomar Shemaim which is Teresh Shebal Peh. Every minute that we spend schwitzing on a Gemara, on a Mishnayis, on a Mishnah, on a Medrash, that's, that's what makes us who we are. So it's Bedafka not written down. That's a thought. I saw this morning my sister from Eretz Yisrael sent me a husband from a woman. It's, it blew my mind because this is a young guy who will do the same thing as last week. You could come around and watch it. It mamish blew my mind, and I, w- I want to share it with you. Young guy. Nebuch is no longer with us. Six kindalach. The oldest is 12 years old. So I want you to prepare. If the people think they don't have, they don't have the zitzflesh, it's five minutes and 24 seconds. But this is what this is what it means to be makabel omachal shemayim. The way this guy lived, he lived kabbalas omachal shemayim. He lived and he died never. So when you say to Hillam, have in mind these people who are fighting for you. These people are literally fighting for you. Because if something happens here, we're going to run there. They're fighting for you. Their kid, this, these six yisaimim never. Have in mind when you say to him for his six assignment, he literally put his life, gave his life, but not just in death, but the way he lived. And if his wife is saying it, you know it's true. Harai Talmud last week came over to me and said, Rebbe, why are you always so ha- how are you always so happy? So I, I was thinking to myself, my wife wouldn't say that. Why? Because my wife knows the truth. I'm not always so happy. The couple of minutes a day that this guy sees me, I'm happy. When, his wife, when your wife could, t- could say this, that means this is the truth. That means that's the kind of person this guy really is. So my name is Hadas Lowenstern, and we will be talking about my righteous husband, Alicia. First of all, Alicia, he was the love of my life. We spent 13 beautiful years together. We have six children. 
My oldest is 12. 12 and a half. He will have his bar mitzvah a week before Rosh Hashanah. And my youngest is a 10 months old baby, a baby girl. And we were so happy together. We had a wonderful life. And we did many things together. Together, My husband, my husband was a, a big Talmud Chacham. Actually, he did so many, so many things in his life. I can say a few. He translated the Gemara Steinsaltz into English. And he used to tutor bar mitzvah, secular bar mitzvah boys here in Israel for their bar mitzvahs. And he would study Rambam Yomi, the daily Rambam. And he was in charge of our schedule here and in our shul. And he used to work out. He would get up four times a week. He would get up before Vatikin to run. He had time for everything that was important, which was a very, that was a very rare thing that I saw in him. He did not waste time. He did not waste time at all. He would do sit-ups. So he had this app that you can do, let's say, 50 sit-ups, and then you have a minute, you have like a stopwatch. You have a minute to rest between sets. So within this minute, he would get up. He, he had an open Mishnayot. He would learn Mishnayot for a minute. And then when the app called him back, he would go back, do the squats or whatever, the push-ups or whatever. And then he had another minute. He would learn Mishnayot for a minute. On the 7th of October, when you all know what happened here in Israel, and we told each other, okay, this is, this is wartime, and you have to go. We have to be there. So he left the house right after Simchat Torah. He left the house, and he went to fight. They were there for about a week, maybe 10 days. I don't know, because we couldn't talk. Ever since he left the house, like... Ten weeks ago, ten weeks before he died, he called me twice. We had about a minute to talk. He told me that he is killing a lot of bad guys, that he is doing, that he is fighting B'Shem Hashem, that he is very happy to have the privilege to, to defend Am Israel and Eretz Israel. He was very, very happy, and we were both very confident because... This is not a private story. This is not about Hadass Lowenstern or about Alicia Lowenstern. This is about the Jewish nation. And this is about our enemies trying to kill us throughout history. My husband was the first tank to, to go into the south part of the Gaza Strip. There were soldiers who got into this problem there and they got injured so Alicia tried to to go and rescue them with his tank and they shot at him and they hurt him talking about his death is so surely in my eyes because he only died once but he lived every day so telling you how my husband died he died Hashem decided that my husband will die that's Hashem's decision. I can't change it. But I am alive. And my six kids are alive. And this is our plan. We plan on living such a wonderful life that the bad guys will never be zoche to live. We will live here in Eretz Israel, and we will study Torah, and we will lekayem mitzvot, and we will be 
a happy Jewish family. And this is the true victory in my eyes. In our watches, there is a time difference. Right here in Israel, the time is whatever, and you have time differences with us. But in our hearts, there are no time differences. And we love you so much. And we feel you. We feel you davening for us. We feel you praying for us. We feel you not speaking Lashonara for us. And we feel you having the best time with your kids for us. And we feel you jogging for us. Whatever you do there, far away, we feel it right here in Israel. And Bezrat Hashem, we will all be together. And when Shiach comes, we will all be together here in Yerushalayim. And I will give all of you such a huge hug, like the hugest hug ever. Have a great job, guys.